the British Broadcasting Corporation, in association with the Five Star Theater, proudly presents the Marx Brothers in Flywheel, Shystar, and Flywheel. <laughs> Disturbing my conference. I've lost my place on the race form now. <laughs> what was that you were singing anyway? Home sweet home. Well, it sounded terrible. So my home is terrible. <laughs> There's an old place like. Ravelli, will you stop that confounded noise? That's not the noise. That's the singing. Well, if that singing makes some noise. <laughs> what are you singing for, anyhow? Just to kill time. Well, you've got a swell weapon. <laughs> Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Ravelli, but I thought I sent you over to the Western Union office to find out the correct time. Oh, I find out the time this morning. Here, I put it down on this piece of paper. The big hand was on nine, the little hand was on seven. I think it was half past twelve. But the clock wasn't running. It wasn't running? Why didn't you tell me I had money bet on that clock? That was pretty slow thinking, Ravelli. Isn't there anything you're quick at? Sure, I get tired quick. Boss, I don't sleep so good at night. That's all. I just sleep well enough during the day. <laughs> Last night, I walked in my sleep a long ways. Now I'm a tired. You walked in your sleep? Well, there's a remedy for that. Next time you go to bed, take car fare with you. But I gotta know car fare. I gotta know nothing. You'll never pay me. Boss, I want my money. You want your money? You mean you want my money? Hey, you owe me 300 bucks, and I gotta have it. Well, let's see what I have here, Ravelli. Uh, 15, 16, 80, 85, 90... No, I've only got a dollar. That's so fine. I take it. I'm sorry, but this is Miss Dimple's purse. But I'll tell you what I'll do. You want to laugh at that one again? Well, wait. I think it's the best one in the show, you know. It's all downhill. I'll tell you what I'll do. I haven't got the $300, so I'll give you the business instead, and I'll work for you. You'll work for me? How am I going to pay your salary? Well, as soon as you owe me $300, you can give me back the business, and then you can work for me again. <laughs> I'm a the boss. First, we gotta put my name on the door. You're a fine businessman, Ravelli. It costs two bucks to change the name on the door. We can change your name for nothing. <laughs> Let's see now. Flywheel, Shyster, or Flywheel. I'm both Flywheels, and Shyster doesn't belong to the firm. Then what's his name on there for? Well, Shyster ran away with my wife, and I put his name on the door as a token of my gratitude. <laughs> Say, why don't you use Shyster's name? All right, I change my name. From now on, I'm no longer Emmanuel Ravelli. I'm Shysta Ravelli. <laughs> you 
see, Ravelli, when you're the boss, you can do things like going out for lunch. And when you're the boss, you can do things like steal Miss Dimple's lunch money. There, now you're learning. You two decided what you want to eat yet? Oh, waitress, do you have any of the meatloaf you had in here last week? Sure we do. Well, throw it out. It'll be spoiled by now. <laughs> I'll take the one dollar lunch. How much will that be? I think it's a 50 cents. That's perfect. Waitress, we'll take one of those, and you can owe me the other 50 cents. Listen, I ain't got time for wise guys. I'll bring you the dollar lunch. And if you don't have the dough to pay up, there's an alley out back where we discuss unfinished business. Now I'll get you your lunch. Hey, that's just some smart idea. What is? An alley for business. Maybe I get one. Sure save on the rent. Ravelli, your mind is wandering. And the longer it stays away, the better. Mr. Flywheel. Remember me, Judge Maxwell. I'm so glad I ran into you. I've been meaning to have a word or two with you about the coming election. Well, if the words are I resign, then you've got my vote. <laughs> now, Mr. Flywheel, while I have been judge of the criminal court, I have fought for social reform, tax reform, prison reform. Hey, what about chloroform? <laughs> nice work, Ravelli. I think I'll get you some. <laughs> Sit down, Judge, and if you can get to it before Ravelli does, you're welcome to 33 cents worth of a dollar lunch. Oh, I wouldn't hear of it. Uh, please allow me to buy us all lunch. Oh, waitress. I'm coming, I'm coming. Here's your lunch. Thank you. Now bring us everything else on the menu. I'll have everything else on the menu, too. Say, you's too better not No, it's to... all right, waitress. I'll pay. Okay. Coming up. Now. As you know, Mr. Flywheel, my re-election is being bitterly fought by a group of grafting politicians. Their leader is Boss Plunkett. The same Boss Plunkett. That's the one who is to be tried for bribery after the election. He doesn't want me on the bench because he knows I can't be corrupted. I see. And so you came here to buy my vote. No, no. No. Of course not. That's an outrageous allegation. Then you're just wasting my time and shame on you. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, I am merely here to enlist your support in my election campaign. Asha, fine. I take two bottles. Huh? <laughs> uh, two, two bottles of what? Two bottles of campaign. <laughs> That's a some joke. That's right. That is some joke. <laughs> Well, go ahead, Judge. Order it up. And none of that cheap stuff we had at your wedding. Gentlemen, this is not a helpful attitude. I can only conclude that you are in sympathy with Boss Blunkett and his crooked politics. I'm going. Just a minute, Sir George. I want to ask you a question. Yes? If it takes two pints to fill a quart, how much does it take to Philadelphia? <laughs> I've had enough of this. You can pay for your own lunch. Good day.
Never mind, Miss Dimple. But if you brought more lunch money, this would never have happened. <laughs> oh, the indignity of it all. Swung out of a two-bit diner like a cheap bum. Yeah, it's so funny how they know you so well. <laughs> There's somebody at the door, Mr. Flywheel. See who it is, Miss Dimple. If it's a waitress wanting a tip, tell her to buy standard oil. <laughs> it was wiped out in the stock exchange yesterday. Mr. Flywheel, it's Boss Plunkett. Politician. Afternoon, Flywheel. I hope you don't mind my dropping in like this. Not at all. Ravelli, take Plunkett's hat. Now, you take it. It won't fit me. <laughs> Flywheel, a pretty well-placed friend of mine, tells me that if it hadn't been for the way you defended him in court, he'd have gone to prison for 20 years. He says you're a pretty smart lawyer. You sure he's not thinking of somebody else? <laughs> Listen, Flywheel, I want to talk turkey to you. Talk English. I don't want Ravelli to understand. <laughs> Here, I'm against Judge Maxwell being re-elected. I'm in a position to get you nominated to run against him if you're willing to take orders. A flywheel has never taken orders. You get the basic judge's salary of ten grand a year plus any bribes you may happen to come by. Flywheel, judge first class, reporting for duty, sir. <laughs> That's what I thought, Flywheel. Now, if you'll just join the party, I'll see to it that you get the nomination. Plunkett, I'm willing to accept the nomination, but I'm afraid I can't join your party. Why not? Frankly, I haven't a thing to add. <laughs> If you want to hear the flywheel Maxwell debate, you got to go around the main entrance. But we're from the press. We want to interview one of the candidates, Mr. Flywheel, about tomorrow's election. We need pictures, too, for the morning edition. Okay, come on in. Flywheel's down the hall. First door on your right. Thanks, bud. Come in. Good evening, Mr. Flywheel. We're from the press. Good, you can press my pants. <laughs> no, we're from the newspapers. We're here for an interview. Now, is it true that Boss Plunkett pulled strings to get you the nomination? Shame on you. Suggesting that a man of Plunkett's standing should have to pull strings? When you know full well he greased palms to get me the nomination. <laughs> what, then, are your views on tomorrow's elections? I'll tell you tomorrow. Hey, Boss. What is it, Ravelli? There's some big crowd outside. When I tried to come in here, a policeman wanted to hit me. How do you know he wanted to hit you? Because he hit me. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Well, I'm right in the middle of an interview right now, so I'll thank him later. Mr. Flywheel, our paper would like to get a record of all you've done for this town. Come on, don't bother him with that. You can get his record at the police station. Shut up, Ravelli. Uh, members of the press, I'd like to say that everything I am, I owe a great-grandfather, old Cyrus, to Combs of Flywheel. If we were alive today, the whole world would be talking about him. Just why, Mr. Flywheel? Well, if you're alive today, you'd be 140 years old. <laughs> hey, now I got something important to ask Flywheel. Was that hair tonic you had in that bottle on your desk? No, it was glue. Glue? <laughs> no wonder I can't get my head off. Flywheel? Ah, Plunkett. I want you to meet the press. Folks, this is my friend and manager, Boss Plunkett. There are two things I want to say about Plunkett. First... He's never been in prison. And second, I don't know why. <laughs> As you hear, Flywheel, what kind of campaign do you call this? You've got the town plastered with posters saying, Flywheel is for and against prohibition. Certainly, I want to get the votes from both sides. <laughs> and who put your picture all around town with the slogan, Vote for Roosevelt under it? Uh, I did that, Mr. Plunkett. You did? Sure, that's the greatest slogan. Is it the same one our president used and he got elected? <laughs> 
flywheel, but we've got to put the paper to bed. Could I just get a photograph? Why, certainly. How about one of you kissing a baby? How about one of me kissing you? <laughs> just hold that smile, Mr. Flywheel. Here goes. Thanks. Good luck. Now, look here, you two. I didn't want to say this in front of the press. Now what are you going to squawk about, Plunkett? There's a thousand dollars missing from the campaign fund. All right, Plunkett. You put it back 500, I'll put it back 500. <laughs> and then we both forget about it. Come in. Time for the debate, gents. Thank you, Dorman. Come on, guys. Stage is this way. Gentlemen, the debate on judicial reform between Judge Herbert Maxwell and Waldorf Tecumseh Flywheel is about to begin. I now present the chairman of the meeting, Mr. Emanuel Ravelli. All right, everybody, please shut up your mouths. The first guy I want to introduce is a man who everybody is crazy about. A man who's a very smart, good to little kids, and to big kids too. And he ain't afraid of nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, that the man is me. <laughs> now I'm going to call on Judge Maxwell. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, ladies and gentlemen, I was born in this city 48 years ago. I studied law here. I married here. And I do not hesitate to say that in all my 48 years, man and boy, judge and layman... Just a minute, Chairman. What do you want, Bosch? If this guy's only going to talk about himself, I'm going home. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, you'll get your chance later. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, my candidacy is being fought by a group of men who are dishonest, grafting, and meretricious. Thank you, Judge, and I wish you the same. <laughs> You, you wish me what? A meretricious and a happy new year. <laughs> That's the best joke in the show, folks. Enjoy it while it lasts. Will you kindly let me proceed? Ladies and gentlemen, my opponent seems now undecided on the issue of alcoholic beverages. But isn't it a fact, Mr. Flywheel, that you voted in favor of prohibition? Well, I was drunk at the time. <laughs> but, um, don't let that mislead you, folks. I, I don't drink anything stronger than pop. But my pop drinks anything. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, will you let me get on with my address? <laughs> Friends, my political views are an open book. I'm not afraid to submit to any question from anyone in this great auditorium. All right, I ask you a question. What has three wheels and flies? <laughs> Give up a broken garbage wagon. That's <laughs> 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 some nifty. Hello, citizens. I feel... That's all, Georgie. Your time is up. <laughs> but, but my time is up? But, but how long have I talked? I don't know. I ain't got a watch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll do that again. I'm going to do everything twice. At your age, you should be so lucky. <laughs> do you realize how cruel that applause was? <laughs> 
And now, peoples, you're going to hear from my boss, Mr. Flywheel, the winner of this debate. That was, and I quote, a buzz of astonishment from the audience. (laughs) You should be ashamed of yourselves. (laughs) Friends, my arguments can be summed up in a few words. But why should I let you off that easy? I'm here to tell you that if you elect Judge Maxwell tomorrow, this government of the people, by the people, and for the people, will fall into the hands of the people. (laughs) And Boss Plunkett will never stand for that. (laughs) My esteemed opponent is all steamed up. And why? Because I broke a few promises. Well, I can make new ones just as good. And to you women in the audience, I can only say I'm for you. There's one thing I'll never forget as long as I can remember it, and that is that the mothers of some of our greatest men were women. (laughs) Judge Maxwell has been talking about restoring the franchise. Folks, I'm enough of a patriot to say that franchise are no prettier than American eyes. (laughs) In the words of the immortal poet, whose name eludes me at the moment, I want to say, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder where you are. Hey, boss, what are you talking about? Quiet, Ravelli, I'm trying to get the children's vote. (laughs) Mr. Flywheel, as long as you've seen fit to challenge my integrity, I'd like to ask you a question. Isn't it true that your organization has bought 20,000 votes to swing tomorrow's election? Maxwell, I'm glad you brought that up. We did buy 20,000 votes. What? But don't get excited. I've got some good news for you. Good news for me? Yeah, we bought 5,000 more than we needed, so we'll sell them to you at cost price. <laughs> I call for the postponement of this election. Come now, Judge. If you lose, you'll only have yourself to blame. What kind of a campaign have you been running? Why, you haven't even got a campaign song. <laughs> a what? A campaign song. From the top men with feeling. I don't know what you makes no difference anyway, whatever it is, I'm against it, no matter what it is, or who commenced it, I'm against it. When people speak, I hear a crew, but just the same, I'm telling you, whatever it is, I'm against it, and furthermore, before I've even sensed it, I'm against it. Yes, folks, vote for flywheel. Flywheel for judge. I'm opposed to it. <laughs> That's a right. On general principles, I'm opposed to it. He's opposed to it. Yes, he's opposed to it. Well, folks, you know you can trust me in office. A vote for flywheel means a vote for free speech, free press, free wheeling, and free cheers for the red, white, and blue. Hip the hip. Many folks ask me, how can I be so open-minded? Well, let me tell you, it's like this. Your proposition may be good, but let's have one thing understood. Whatever it is, I'm against it. And even though you changed it or condensed it, I'm opposed to it. He's opposed to it.
Uh, Mr. Plunkett, sir, could you answer a few questions about your case before going into the courthouse? Yeah, right. Would you agree that Judge Flywheel owes a lot to you for his election victory? Would you agree that it's to your advantage that your trial for bribery is coming up in his court? What do you think I got him put in office for? Judge Maxwell would have given me 20 years, but with Flywheel on the bench, I ought to get off in a couple of hours. Can I quote you on that? Well, sure, if you think you'll look good in a cement overcoat. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm off to court. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. The district court is now in session and stands until adjournment. Everybody rise. His Honor, Judge Flywheel. Good morning, Your Honor. Ah, oh, can it, bailiff? Don't come boot-looking around just because I'm a judge now. You never called me Your Honor before I became a judge. But, 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 but Your Honor... Never mind that. Where's the court stenographer? I wanted to take a letter to my wife. Oh, why? He can't take a letter to your wife. He can't? Hmm, some stenographer. Gotta look around for a new stenographer. And while you're at it, look around for someone to take your place, too. Oh. What's the first case? Better yet, what day is it? Uh, Thursday, Your Honor. Thursday already. It's time I went out for lunch. Oh, but, 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 uh, J Judge Flywheel, you haven't tried any cases yet. Well, bring one on. I'll try anything once. <laughs> the next case up is the trial of John H. Plunkett, charged with bribing public officials. Oh, so that's what you're doing here, Plunkett. Well, where's your lawyer? He's sitting right here beside me. All I see is Ravelli. Ravelli, are you the lawyer for the defendant? No, I'm the lawyer for this crook, Plunkett. <laughs> what do you mean by saying I'm a crook? All right, all right. I didn't know it was a secret. <clears throat> <clears throat> Your Honor? Uh-oh, looks like the district attorney wants to put in his ten cents. Why? The state is prepared to proceed with the trial of John H. Plunkett. Our first witness is Leo Greenbury. Oh, no, Greenbury can't be a witness in this court. Why not, Your Honor? Well, he told my wife's butcher he didn't vote for me, this sneak. <laughs> Why, I've never heard a judge say anything so undignified. Oh, so you're a wise guy. Just for that, I find you 20 bucks for contempt of court. Well, I regret to say, Your Honor, that I find your conduct most unbecoming to a judge. What did you say? I said your conduct was most unbecoming to a judge. Hey, that's the second time you said that. <laughs> After that, I find you a hundred bucks. There, I dare you to insult me again. Oh, never mind. Oh, come on, I'll let you have this insult for fifty bucks. Your Honor, <laughs> your Honor, these proceedings have been most unjudicial. I move for a new trial. Hey, where are you going to move to? <laughs> Please don't interrupt, Mr. Ravelli. I don't know what right you have to appear in this case. You're not even a member of the bar. So you want to get fresh with me? Just for that, I fine you 20 bucks for contempt of court. Ravelli, how can I charge 100 bucks if you're going to let him insult you for 20? <laughs> you shut up, Judge, or I'm a fine you 20 bucks. Well, in that case, I'll fine you 20 bucks, so we'll be even. Plunkett, you keep score, and if you let him win, I'll fine you 20 bucks, too. <laughs> Your Honor, I don't think the state can get a fair trial in this court. I demand a change of venue. We no want a different venue. Plunkett, you get on the witness stand. I ask you your questions. Okay, Ravelli. You promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. What is your name? John H. Plunkett. John Plunkett, sworn in. John H. Plunkett. You forgot the H. The H? All right, I take your H. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 45. Objection. You object to your own client's answer on what grounds? I don't know. I couldn't think of anything else to say. <laughs> Objection sustained. Your Honor, you, you sustain the objection on what grounds? I couldn't think of anything else to say either. <laughs> Rebelli, proceed with your questioning. Okay, boss. Mr. Plunkett, 
What is it that has a trunk but no clothes and is in a circus? Your Honor, that's irrelevant. Irrelevant? (laughs) Folks, folks, I take it back. That's the best joke. (laughs) I got them all. (laughs) Please, Mr. Ravelli. Why don't you question Plunkett on the incidents mentioned in the indictment? Why don't you ask him about the part he played in the infamous hotel episode? You crazy. There ain't no hotel episode. You must have mean the Hotel Ritz. Precisely. <laughs> Where your client is accused of having paid $1,000 to the mayor for a promise to let him run a gambling house. Fortunately for the people of this city, the mayor did not keep his promise. Is that so? Well, then we're going to sue the mayor for breach of promise. If your honor pleases, the state wishes to... Oh, pipe down and give somebody else a chance. You talk more than my wife. Which reminds me, I must rush through that divorce I'm granting myself. (laughs) Now, after hearing both sides of the case, I'm clearly convinced there's too much divorce in this country. How does divorce start? I know, boss. It starts with a D. Folks, I'll tell you how divorce starts. The husband goes to Paris, the wife goes to Rome, and then they gradually drift apart. The state objects, Your Honor. This is not a divorce. John Plunkett is charged with bribery. Well, haven't you ever heard of plea bargaining before? Wait a minute. Did you say bribery? Well, yes, Your Honor. So why wasn't I told about that? I don't count, do I? No, I'm just a judge here, that's all. (laughs) Plunkett, I'm going to give you your choice of sentences. Ten years in Leavenworth or eleven years in Twelveworth. Oh, we take a five and ten in Woolworth. Now, wait a minute, Your Honor. I'm on trial here. The state ain't proved that I'm guilty of bribery. The state doesn't have to. I know you're guilty. So how do you know I'm guilty? Are you kidding, Plunkett? Don't you remember? You bribed me. That's how I became a judge. You double-crosser, I'll take this to a higher court. Okay, Plunkett, there's a nicer court upstairs. Through here, gentlemen. Hey, boss, it's Sir Maxwell, and he look a plenty mad. Mr. Flywheel, these gentlemen with me are from the election board. Your sitting on the bench is completely illegal. We've just discovered that Emmanuel Ravelli voted more than once. Is that right, Ravelli? Did you vote more than once? Well, let me see. Mm, maybe I did. Well, did you or didn't you? I voted the one, two, three. Yep, I voted 3,000 times. <laughs> Office of the re-elect Judge Flywheel campaign, Miss Kimball speaking. Yes, he knows there isn't another election for five years. That's why he's running now. There's less opposition. <laughs> Goodbye. Miss Kimball, wake Ravelli. I have something to read to him. No, I'm not asleep. I'm working with my eyes closed. <laughs> well, I've just received a postcard from Plunkett. Judge Maxwell gives him 20 years breaking rocks. But he still finds time to write and thank us for all we tried to do for him. Oh, that's so nice. So what does it say? I'll read it. <clears throat> Dear boys, having a swell time on the chain gang. <laughs> Weather's fine. P.S. Wish you were here. <laughs> Listen.
listening to Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel, starring Michael Roberts as Groucho Marx as Waldolf T. Flywheel, and Frank Lazarus as Chico Marx as Emmanuel Rebelli. Also starring Lorelai King, Graham Hoadley, Vincent Marzello, and Garrick Hagan. The music was arranged and conducted by David Furman. The script was written by Nat Perrin and Arthur Sheepman, and was adapted by Mark Brissenden. The producer was Dirk Max.